بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الذي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى آله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف السلام عليكم ورحمة الله uh, I hope you have my voice and picture clearly and inshallah after I receive the confirmation we can continue okay uh, alhamdulillah tonight we are able to continue our discussion on Surah Taha and tonight I am in Montreal so I share with uh, uh, most of you the same time is 9 p.m. here of course few minutes passed and I'm sorry for the delay we wanted to increase the speed and the quality uh, as you remember we reached verse 40 inshallah uh, you remember the first part of the verse which was about the sister of Prophet Musa how she managed to follow the baby in the casket and she went to Pharaoh and his wife and informed them about someone that can look after the baby which was the mother, real mother of Prophet Musa and we reach this part وَقَتَلْتَ نَفْسًا فَنَجَّيْنَاكَ مِنَ الْغَمَّ As you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after accepting the request of the Prophet Musa said that this is not the only time that I have had favor upon you I have had it also before so this is another time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had blessed Prophet Musa uh, few years after that incident of baby Musa and what happened as far as the adoption was concerned Prophet Musa became a young man one day when Prophet Musa was uh, walking or you know going to the street somewhere he saw two, two people are fighting one of them was from Bani Israel and the other was one of the captives you know, uh, who was from the camp of Pharaoh because you know there were Bani Israel who were very much oppressed by Pharaoh 
And then there were Pharaoh and Pharaoh people who were like oppressors. Prophet Musa, when he saw that there is such an oppressed man and he was in trouble, he wanted to help, to help the Muslim, the oppressed. But what happened was that that person was killed. Normally they say that because the Prophet Musa was a very strong man, then that person was killed. I think maybe also that person had some problem himself. Maybe he had some kind of illness, maybe you know because of heart attack, something like this. It was not that necessarily Prophet Musa, uh, you know, hit him severely because I think Prophet Musa had control over himself. It was not that uh, he didn't know the strengths of his punch. Anyway, that person who was an oppressor, who was trying to uh, fight and perhaps kill a Muslim was killed. But Prophet Musa السلام, had the worry that now Pharaoh would realize that he has killed the person. So it seems that the worry was not about the killing because the killing was justified although it was not planned but that person was not an innocent person whose life was to be protected that was a person that was killed when he was oppressing someone else and was trying to perhaps kill that person or at least you know uh, force that person to Giving so from a legal point of view, from a Sharia point of view of Bani Israel, that was not the concern. The concern was that this was not planned. Musa was not thinking that this is the right time to declare his stance against Pharaoh. And now that Pharaoh realizes what has happened, he would uh, react, he would arrest Musa, and everything then would be going to the wrong direction. So he cannot save Bani Israel because it was too early. You know, sometimes you have to wait for something so that the right time comes. Anyway, after this happened, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We saved you from the grief. You killed someone, then we saved you from grief. It means that you killed someone, then you were very sorry, you were sorrowful, 
and we saved you from the grief you know in principle gram is a type of sadness that is very difficult to cope with sometimes you know you have positive sadness you have a type of sadness that motivates you to work for example you see there are people who are sad uh, sorry the people who are ill you become sad <coughs> the people who are poor you become sad this sadness motivates you to do something for them but sometimes you cannot do anything you know something has happened in the past you are not happy with it and you feel always sad but there's nothing that you can do so this sadness can sometimes be very painful and destructive yes if it's giving you lesson for future it's good it's if it is for example something that you can repent for it's okay but if you cannot do anything so this sadness is destructive in any case Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't want Prophet Musa to remain in this grief this was not a grief which was useful so Allah says we saved you from grief uh, this concept of saving from grief we have it also about Prophet Yunus after in the darkness the darkness of the stomach of the whale he said la ilaha illa and subhanaka inni kuntum nabalimin Allah says we answered we responded fastajabna lahu wa najjaynahu min alham we saved him from grief and then Allah says wa kadhalika nunjil mu'minin in the same way we save mu'minin and this is why you know some ulama say even you mu'minin of this time when you have problems when you have worries you can say this zikr of Prophet Yunus which is known as zikr Yunusi la ilaha illa and subhanaka inni kuntum nabwalami especially if you say in the darkness of the night before you sleep or when you do tahajjud La ilaha illa ant subhanaka inni kuntu minabhalimeen So Allah saved you from gham, from sadness, grief which is not something useful The one which is useful can remain وَفَتَّنَّاكَ فُتُونَا After that you went through many other tests because Prophet Musa salam, after that incident according to the advice of some of his friends 
he left Egypt. He went to Madian and he remained there for some years. And you know the story of meeting Prophet Shu'aib, marrying there, and I mentioned a little bit of this in the beginning of his story when I said that uh, he was traveling with his family. Inshallah, maybe in future also we refer. So it took several years. He went through many, many different tests. It's impossible to go to higher levels without being tested and tried. Even the prophets have to be tested, indeed their tests are greater. So Allah says, وَفَتَنَّاكَ فُتُونًا We try you in different ways. Like Prophet Ibrahim that Allah tested him a lot. وَإِذْ اَبْتَلَى إِبْرَاهِيمَ رَبُّهُ بِكَلِمَاتٍ فَلَبِثْتَ سَنِينَ فِي أَهْلَ مَدْيَانِ Then you stayed for several years among the people of Madian where Prophet Shu'ib was there. This was a very important training for Prophet Musa. Sometimes the situation was so difficult for Prophet Musa that he had nothing to eat. He was just eating grass, just some vegetables. Even in some Hadith says that his body was, you know, somehow changing in color. So he went through all these tests. After he was ready, he was qualified to be appointed as a prophet. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called him and introduced himself to Musa and mentioned about the mission. So Allah says, You came here according to an appointment. You didn't come here by chance. Maybe it was unexpected for you. But this was planned. You came here according to an appointment, according to a measure, according to a decision, a plan which was made. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never does anything by chance. If we were able to understand everything, we could have been able to predict all the decisions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he forgets when he doesn't forget uh, sorry when he forgives or doesn't forgive when he answers your dua or doesn't answer your dua everything is according to a system which is functioning in a very consistent way there are no ad hoc decisions there are no exceptions we think there is an exception, but indeed there is no exception. Everything has its rule. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to Prophet Musa that from childhood till you became a strong person and you had that incident then when you went to Madian you went through lots of tests everything was according to a plan and now you have come here Jibta Allah Qadarin Ya Musa again Allah mentions the name of Prophet Musa you remember we said mentioning him by his first name is a matter of giving him confidence and showing intimate relation then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَاسْتَنَعْتُكَ لِنَفْسِي if uh, you look at the next slide I'm going to change it for you I have chosen you for myself or I have built you for myself we have which means I have chosen you it's better to be uh, translated as I built you for myself what does it mean? it means that you have gone through a process of formation formation is very important whenever you want to give someone a very important task you just don't for example teach them few guidelines or give them you know, a few pages to read you set up for them a formation program Sometimes, you know, formation can take one year, two years, three years. If someone wants to become a prophet, maybe it takes longer. But what is important is that this is a process planned and conducted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاسْتَنَعْتُكَ I built you. I formed you. Lenafsi for myself. This is very beautiful. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I wanted you to be prepared for myself, to become my prophet, to become my uh, agent, my representative. Lenafsi. It's very high position that someone is chosen by Allah and then formed and uh, built by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by him and for him of course when someone is chosen by Allah to serve Allah the benefit doesn't go to Allah the benefit goes to himself and to people to the creation of Allah there is no way that anyone can do anything to benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's absolutely free and it's impossible for a creature to do something for creator okay now 
with giving this history of, re of support, giving this report of other incidents in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala helped Musa and then in a general way saying that you were built by myself for myself then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the mission of Prophet Musa what is he supposed to do and because Prophet Musa asked for a helper and Allah had accepted this now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks to Musa and his brother because as you remember he said so in the beginning it was only Prophet Musa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Go to Fir'aun That is singular But now that his brother is also appointed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says You and your brother Go Go to whom? to Fir'aun we have already talked about it the ayati with my signs with my miraculous power that I have given you wala taniya fi dhikri do not be weak in my remembrance let me change the slide yes اذهب أنت وأخوك بآياتي you take my signs go with my signs with your brothers my communications or my signs because ayat can be communication or can be signs the miraculous power that Allah gave him in the form of a stick and his hand ولا تنيا في ذكري be not remiss in my remembrance or be not be do not be weak in my remiss remember me as much as possible do you remember when uh, Prophet Musa himself said the whole thing is to remember Allah more to do more tasbih so Allah says you have to remember that you should not forget any time to remember me how can a person who wants to reform who wants to improve who wants to take people towards God save them from people like Pharaoh then he forget Allah forgetting Allah means forgetting your direction forgetting your source forgetting your support your backup is impossible you too should go to Pharaoh as you remember we said this before that you cannot expect Pharaoh to come to you when people are physically ill they go to doctor there is pain there are symptoms 
they go to doctor but unfortunately when people spiritually are ill normally they don't go to doctor because normally they don't realize that they are ill or they don't want to accept that they are ill so it is the role of the doctor to go and visit them as Rasulullah was going and visiting such people Amir al-Mu'ni said Kana Rasulullah, uh, he says that Rasulullah was a person who is like a physician who was rooming tabibun dawarun he was going around to find ill people, offer them treatment. So, you should go to Pharaoh. And prophets, as you know, they are not arrogant, they are humble. They go and visit people who are needy. They don't say, you know, they should come to us, why we should go to them. No. If you see someone has a problem, you go to him. If your child has a problem, you go to him. Even if your child has wronged you, still if you think that by going to him you can help him, you go to him. Any person that you think that you can help to get out of darkness, you should go to him. You should go to Pharaoh. Why? Unfortunately, Pharaoh has gone out of limit. If you look at the next slide, he has gone out of limit. He has become inordinate. Toyan is used for a river when the river has flood and water overflows go outside the river bed. This is Toyan. We human beings have some limits. We should know that we are weak. We are vulnerable. We are created by Allah. We are dependent on Him. But if we forget all that and we think we are Lord, Billah, this is Tuhyan. When we ask people to serve us instead of serving Allah, this is Tuhyan. And Fir'aun was a Tuhyan girl, or a Ta'ud, or a Ta'gi. There are different words in Arabic, English we use. اذْحَبَا إِلَىٰ فِرْعَوْنِ You should go to Fir'aun. He has gone out of limit. He has become inordinate. He has rebelled. Okay. But now that you go to Pharaoh, what should you say? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us a lesson that when you send someone for a mission, don't leave anything ambiguous. Don't leave that person wonder what to do, what to say. Allah says, your mission is to go to Pharaoh and this is what you should do. فَقُولَ لَهُ قَوْلًا لَيَّنَا You should speak to Pharaoh in a soft, nice, gentle manner. قَوْلًا لَيَّنَا Pharaoh himself is a harsh person. If you want to speak with Pharaoh in a harsh way, it doesn't work. When someone disagrees with you, 
how can you expect him to change if you offend him, if you insult him, if you speak harshly with him? Normally, this doesn't work. Maybe some people have some kind of mental problem that, you know, by speaking, you know, in an offensive way, they may, you know, surrender and listen to you. But most of people, they may be silenced, but they don't accept you. You have to use a soft manner, soft tone, soft language, nice argument, in a very respectful way, then maybe they accept. But even, there is, at that time there is no guarantee. But if you speak harshly, then you can say the failure is guaranteed. So Allah says, when you go to Pharaoh, speak layyanan. I know, you know, Allah is in a sense, you know, telling them, I know what Pharaoh is and what he has done. I myself told you in Nahutaga. But this doesn't mean that you have right to speak to him in a harsh way. No, you shouldn't speak in a harsh way. Let's speak in a very nice way. Maybe he remembers. He remembers what? He remembers his Lord. He remembers his relation with his Lord. His dependence on him. He remembers that he's a servant. He remembers that what is wrong, what is right, all the moral values that he has forgotten, all the bad things that he has done because he has forgotten everything. Maybe he remembers. You know, our main problem is not that we don't know. Yes, this is a problem, but main problem is not that we don't know. The main problem is that we are heedless, ghafla, and therefore those things that we know, we don't act upon. If someone is not in the state of ghafla, if he is not in the state of uh, negligence, he will learn. Even if he doesn't know, he will ask. But someone who is ghafil, who is heedless, would not even bother to learn. So, Allah says, لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ Maybe he remembers. Oh, yaksha. Maybe his heart becomes soft, fearful. Fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the heart soft. Fear of the Day of Judgment makes the heart soft. It's not like fear of dunya, fear of poverty, fear of power, fear of losing fame and position. No, this type of fear makes heart indeed very hard. It's very beautiful. How our heart responds differently to fear. Those people who are, for example, always worried that, for example, they may lose their money, you know, uh, I don't know, a stock price may come down in the market and it makes them worried. Or, for example, those 
politicians who have power but they are worried that in the next election they are going to you know lose they have fear but this fear makes them very sometimes aggressive arrogant but fear from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala day of judgment fear with respect to the sins make you humble make you more determined not to do any zulm not to harm anyone even you don't want to harm an insect so the heart becomes very very soft Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says maybe Pharaoh's heart becomes soft because of this khashya khashya is a very beautiful quality and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ it is only the people who have knowledge who would have khashya who would have this positive fear because when you don't have knowledge you don't understand greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but the more you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the more appreciative you become the more humble you become the more you would feel his awe and greatness and majesty and grandeur so maybe for on inshallah remembers his heart becomes soft although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself knows the end of their own but he wants Musa to make this test to try to do his best so that me and you in future learn from this story if Allah says to Prophet Musa speak to Pharaoh softly maybe he changes to a good person today me and you learn a great lesson that when you have disagreement with someone then you have problem don't stop talking don't stop communicating or if you communicate don't speak harshly speak nicely politely with love passion with courtesy maybe it works at least you have done your best لَعَلَّهُ يَتَذَكَّرُ أَوْ يَخْشَى okay when Allah said this to Prophet Musa and Harun his brother the reply was قَالَ they both said رَبَّنَا إِنَّنَا نَخَافُ أَنْ يَفْرُطَ عَلَيْنَا أَوْ أَنْ يَبْقَى Our Lord It's very beautiful Rabbana Our Lord The one who has given us everything The one who has brought up us The one who has appointed us as prophet The one to whom we are entirely in debt And also at the same time The one that we hope and uh, expect to help 
they very honestly said we are afraid that Pharaoh may become angry and may hate uh, sorry we had a problem and I think uh, I was uh, speaking and no one was uh, able to listen so I don't know what, uh, where did you miss uh, the connection so basically uh, what I was saying was that after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked uh, Prophet Musa okay so it seems that the last three four minutes after Allah asked uh, Prophet Musa and Harun to go and speak to Pharaoh with all the things that we mentioned they had this worry that because he's very arrogant and proud he may get angry no matter whether you speak softly or not and then he would react and that would stop the mission at the beginning they didn't have worry about their life or you know about for example being in prison and so on and so forth but they had the problem that he may uh, indeed add to his cruelty against Bani Israel and you know find that uh, Musa is indeed the person that he had in his dream who is going to uh, defeat him so he will kill him and stop the mission because you know he had this dream and he was expecting something to happen and that was the reason why he was killing the sons of Bani Israel so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said لا تخافا do not fear إنني معكما أسمع وأرى I am with you I am not sending you there without being with you supporting you helping you if Allah gives someone a mission Allah would not forget him Allah would always accompany him would support him would help him إنني معكما أسمع وأرى I hear everything that you say everything that Pharaoh says I am hearing and if you need help you can call me I hear so asma I listen to what you say what he says if you need help you call me I listen anything is known to me وَأَرَى I am present and I can watch I am not in a distance place you know sometimes you can listen something from distance but Allah says I am watching of course we know that Allah doesn't watch by eyes no he knows things without using physical organs without using, using you know our like senses but it means that his knowledge of the things which are visible is so high that we human beings who are very attached to seeing things and enjoying our sight Allah says I am seeing and watching means I know everything which is visible so then Allah says 
come to the I don't uh, mention the rest of these words because uh, I want to take some of the questions just the first word Fa'atiyah come to him it's very beautiful Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so far was saying Izhab Izhaba you know the first time Allah said Izhab second when he asked his brother to be with him as his helper he said Izhab anta wa then he said Izhaba ila okay so so far was a matter of go towards Pharaoh but now he says Fatiyah come to Pharaoh unfortunately in the translation again it is translated as go but no it's come it's very beautiful I am there waiting for you Fatiyah come there when I send you somewhere before you are there I am there waiting for you so don't be worried about being lonely being without support come there and then then say this so Allah said I speak to him in a soft manner now Allah is teaching them even what to say when they were worried Allah says okay even I tell you what you can say to Pharaoh may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also choose us for his missions and build us and be always supporting us inshallah and with us inshallah uh, okay now let me see what questions we have question one salam alaikum salam rahmatullah can you explain what the Quran has to say about choosing individual to carry on his mission on earth from childhood like the he chose prophets Musa, Isa and Muhammad and many others and gave them powers to the what are the criteria yes, this is a very good question when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses someone for a mission it's not arbitrary and it's not because that person is for example uh, favored by Allah because of ethnicity or color or you know social class no anything is based on merits on virtues and these merits and virtues are achieved by determination by one's determination this is why the most important prophets are called Ulul Azm when someone is determined he can be given the task but people need time to show their determination it may take 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I don't know, more or less Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't wait till that person finishes all the tests and then start helping him when Allah knows that you are going to be a nice person you are going to be a person who would be determined to do good things he would help you even from your childhood he knows in advance what type of person you are going to become then he helps you especially if you are going to help his people his creation his mankind he helps you 
we have in Du'ai Nudbeh in the beginning of Du'ai Nudbeh there is a very profound idea there we say that O oh Allah these prophets are the people that شَرَطْتَ عَلَيْهَمُ الزُّحْتُ فِي دَرَجَاتِ هَذِهِ الدُّنْيَا الدَّنِيَّةِ وَذُخْرُفَهَا وَزِبْرَجِهَا you made a condition of course this condition is also made with us but the prophets were the people who responded best the condition was don't go after worldly attractions they accepted and they remained loyal they kept the promise and you knew that they are loyal not that they said we accept and then they didn't keep the promise okay. then what happened you accepted them you brought them nearer وَقَدَّمْتَ لَهُمُ الذِّكْرَ الْعَلِيهِ وَالثَّنَاءَ الْجَلِيهِ Then, in advance, you praise them. وَأَحْبَطْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ مَلَائِكَتَ You sent your angels down to them. So, it's not surprising that even you might have been helped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in childhood because of what you are going to do when you become adult. It's not surprising that the person, even before Islam, might be helped by Allah because he's going to become a seeker of truth in future. It's not surprising to think that Salman was helped by Allah even before he met the Prophet. So, this is like a teacher who knows some of his students have talents, work hard, he can see that this person in future is going to be a nice person, successful, has a bright future, so he helps him even from before. Question 2. Can we expect the prophets to forget the zikr of Allah? Are there any examples of such for They don't forget the remembrance of Allah, but there are different levels of remembrance of Allah. Sometimes they may have ups and downs, but they never even you know, forget Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala completely. There are ups and downs. And the, uh, you know, uh, mystics and our, you know, spiritual writers have made, you know, nice points and poems about this issue that even the prophets can have ups and downs. For example, uh, Prophet Ya'qub when Yusuf was put in a well which was not very far from their place he didn't realize where is Yusuf but when the shirt of Yusuf was being brought from Egypt he said I find the fragrance of Yusuf so it means that his reception, his sensitivity is not the same. Perhaps after going through all the suffering and all the mourning, he became more sensitive and more recipient. So they have different conditions, but they never go below 
their bottom line which is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for them remembrance of Allah is something that never stops but there are ups and downs and also among them also there are different levels so the way for example Prophet Muhammad was remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might be more than what some prophets you know were able to even experience for part of the time okay there seems to be no uh, further question and our time is also over uh, I am sorry that uh, I don't know why you know there was a mis uh, disconnection but inshallah our hearts were still connected and I hope that inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enable us to understand the Quran better and act upon the Quran inshallah better may Allah be your support and support of your family and inshallah community Please remember us in your du'a and looking forward to being with you again inshallah soon. Wa akhir da'awana alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.